Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoyed the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast in which we talk about topics to help churches and ministries protect what God has called them to lead. Today's episode, I'm Bruce Wham. I've got our CEO, Nathan Camp, with us. Hey, guys. So glad to be here. Talking about Christmas. Christmas. I mean, could there be a better topic to talk about right now than Christmas? Bruce, I I was telling you this earlier. My wife and I just had this conversation. We said, I said, honey, Christmas is from November 1st (laughs) to December 31st with a small meal in the middle for a halftime show called Thanksgiving. Like, I love Christmas. All right, so full disclosure, I used to be in that camp that's like, respect the turkey. Yep, I know but how it is. I think I've really warmed up to it more and yeah. more. I love the Christmas music and just the whole atmosphere. It's just a, a wonderful, wonderful time of the year. And if you take it right, I've had lots of years where I blazed through it. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I'm just embracing embracing this time. So I love talking about Christmas. Let's do it. Well, it's a huge component of the church life as well. Absolutely. And, and for good reason. I mean, there's obviously the spiritual component. We want to really emphasize the incarnation, the coming of Jesus, Absolutely. the light of the world. World. Absolutely. And, but there's also some just kind of, um, you know, practical pieces of the puzzle we want to sure. tackle today. Well, you know, Christmas, and, and again, I don't know who's all going to listen to this podcast, but one of the first things a lot of pastors should be doing right now is getting out the calendar for next year mm-hmm. and circling Easter, spring break, uh, Christmas Eve, Thanksgiving, and putting those what I call big rocks into their schedule. I mean, this is a time when a lot of people will become followers of Christ. Right, we talk about the uh, the Lillian Poinsettia crowd, the people that only come on yeah. Easter and, and Christmas. This is a huge harvest time. It's not just a, a, a celebration of Christmas gifts and what. This is a time God uses. Yeah, I think whenever, um, in my experience with church, if I got into the mindset of I got to make it through, I was going to be yeah, busy. I got to get through. Then it's not, you know, we're not looking at it like you said. The harvest. Hey, this yeah. is a great opportunity. It's something to really relish. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we want to start out talking about just kind of some of the things that you can do to prepare, some of the items that can Absolutely. be on the agenda. What are some practical steps we can take first? Yeah, very, very good. So just like we just talked about, uh, you need to see this as a harvest season. I mean, really, at the end of the day, we're in the business of helping people come to Christ. This is a harvest season. And so going into that, uh, I always encourage church planners and pastors to look at it like a, uh, a harvest season. And first off, let's start working on our message. You know, what are we going to say? And here's, and Bruce, you know this, we've been around for a little bit here. It doesn't have to be your most dramatic sermon ever. Keep it simple. Yeah. Here's the gift of Christmas. And here's the incarnation of Christ. Here's God's love on display. And he's come for you. I mean, using this simple presentation of the gospel and um, yeah, lots, you decorate your church and, and all those sort of things. But really, first off, planning that message the simplicity, I mean, what messages do you remember, right? Yeah, you know, one of the things that's helpful for me to remember is like, you don't have to make the home run best sermon right. ever that you ever had, right. the most complex illustrations. Yeah, Matt Keller, one of my mentors, he used to say, he said, there's sometimes we throw long bombs, mm-hmm. right? But those are really rare. Really what a lot of ministry is, is getting yardage. We're up the middle, right? And this may be an opportunity where you're going to sow some seeds of the gospel that you see come to fruition over the next several months. Um, But again, be prepared. I I think you do want to be ready. It's certainly not the time to wing it, but it is the time to keep it simple. You know, I mean, the, 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 the... 
the inn was simple. The, the, the stable was simple. I mean, the characters in that were simple. The, the grandeur is Christ. And so uh, make, make much of Jesus in that and thinking about that service. I, I like to say plan the sermon and then prepare the house. You know, a lot of church planners, if you're looking at your church, right, how many people show up new? You have all yeah. these new people. Where do they come from? Um, I'd love to see them the other 51 weeks of the, of the year. <laughs> yeah. But prepare the house. Like, if you give coffee, make sure there's more coffee. You don't want to be running out on the new visitor, right? If, if you typically have 20 kids, well, prepare for 40 kids and make sure you've got enough goldfish and and, and workers and volunteers. And, and think about preparing the house for company. Like, if your house is you're going to have a big party... You're going to look at your house differently. You're going to bring out some extra chairs, right? You're going to prepare a little differently. Prepare your house so that you're ready to receive your guests. Yeah, visitors aren't typically, I know when I visited other churches, I'm not thinking, even though I've been in ministry, behind the scenes ministry my whole life, I'm not thinking in terms of, hey, did they make this and that kind of preparation? Right. I'm just wanting to have the most smooth yeah, smooth endeavor. Uh, that's why you honor people's time and honor what God did. Again, you know, sometimes uh, I've preached before at a Christmas Eve pr- service and people come to Christ. Really, that's that's the culmination of a lot of sowing into their lives. I yeah. just happen to be reaping. So you actually, you steward it well when you prepare the house, when you act like this is coming, you know, and people are going to be there and who knows what God is doing in the hearts of people it could be somebody saying, I'm going to give God one last try. I'm going to go to this little church up here I've seen, and it's Christmas Eve. I'm going to give God one last try. Let's, let's be ready. Let's have the house ready. It's awesome. Know? Yeah. Uh, for someone like me, I'm, I'm more of the big picture, big vision kind of guy. I can easily forget the details, the goldfish yeah. in the children's Yeah, ministry, sure. You know, making I sure only know that because I've been there and said, <laughs> we should have bought more goldfish. Yeah. You know, but uh, the other thing is... It's just like you said, you know, this is this is a conversation. This is we, we hope that they come to Christ right there. But we're also prepared for if we're the first seed, right? And so I think there's some practical things you can do um, at Christmas Eve. Introduce yourself. Yeah, these are super practical ideas, but hey, my name's Nathan. I'm the I'm the senior pastor here. Yeah. You know, they need to know who you are. Who's this guy speaking? Uh-huh. Treat it like there's guests in the house, right? The other thing is start telling people. You know, if you if you come along in the journey with us, here's where we're going the next couple of months. So I love to tell them about we have an upcoming uh, series that we're going to be preaching on January. Uh, here's what you can look forward to. Here's what here's what we're going to be doing over that first quarter, getting you ready for kind of back to school. It gives them an idea of the totality of how the church wants to minister to their family. Here's what's going to be going on with the kids ministry yeah. and beginning of next year. So I really think that you can begin to cast vision of here's what it would look like. If you join with us, you know, join in the journey. I know Pastor Chris Hodges says, give me one year. You know, my promise to you is if you give me one year and you get involved in all of the all of the program and what we're doing here as a church, go to our prayer meetings and be involved, your life will change. I promise you. That's the kind of vision you're saying to people yeah. who are visiting. Like, this great experience you have doesn't have to be a once a year thing. Join with us. We're going to be here next week. And there are good things that is happening. So you begin to spread the word about who the Chris, who the, who the church is and that Christmas is kind of the on-ramp. Yeah. You know. And if you've done what you mentioned earlier and, and kind of scheduled out some of those benchmarks that are going to come up throughout the rest of the year, yeah. that's something you could yeah. even announce. Hey, here's what's coming up in the rest of the year to even visitors, maybe Absolutely. pique some interest. Absolutely. So that, you know, I talk about, you know, getting ready to preparing the house, preparing your message, starting to spread the word. I think we'll talk about this here in a few minutes, how you let the community know you're there. Mm-hmm. A lot of churches are really bad at that. You have the greatest message ever. 
And you don't tell anybody, you know, that we're getting ready to give that message. We'll talk about that in a second. And then, of course, be devoted to prayer. Uh, you and I would both say that I want to make sure our hearts are ready. Yeah. You know, I think this is a great time, even now, Pastor, to begin to get your people together, your regulars to start praying for family and mm-hmm. friends. We've done it, things in our church, of write down two or three names and start carrying them with you. Carry them everywhere that you want to go. I've heard of uh, some churches having uh, their members carry little stones in their pockets. And every time you go That's to get cool. your keys or some change, you yeah. feel that rock, pray for that person. Never that heard they, of that. That they've come to faith in Christ uh, in the Christmas services. You know, So that. prepare the heart, be devoted to prayer, get the house ready. And it could be a miracle. It could be a miracle in the house. It really could. I, I, I love how you're painting that expectation. Yeah. If we just expect, okay, we're just going to get through this, and then, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it, you know, the Lord can still, in spite of ourselves, do something amazing. But if we've prepared ourselves, anticipating absolutely. Him to do something, absolutely, who knows what can happen? Yeah, absolutely. Go in, go into it, expecting God to do great things, and go into it thinking God's going to continue to great do great things beyond the service. If you can do both of those, you're 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 set up. So we talked a little bit about the service itself. What about leading up to the service? Yeah. What about some of the events, the Christmas events, and that yeah, kind of thing? Yeah, that's great. So uh, again, I'm going to rewind the tape a little back and say it has a lot to do with your calendar. Uh, every year, when when I was pastoring my church, the first thing I did right about this time is I got out a calendar, uh-huh. and I put everything from our anniversary date. I put in uh, spring break. I looked at when summer happened. I looked at Easter, of course, yeah. uh, Christmas. I just put these big and circled those Sundays. And I would build around it prayerfully. You know, the Holy Spirit knows what's, yeah. what's coming for the rest of the year. I would start prayerfully looking through my year. I was not guessing on uh, the Thursday before Christmas what I'm preaching on. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had an idea of what I felt like the Lord wanted to prepare me for. So I would look at... Um, and my my messages for the year, then I would also say start looking at telling your community you're there, you know, and making different touch points of, hey, God's doing something in this local church. Come and be part of it. And so um, there's lots of great outreaches during this time. Uh, we did a coat drive at our church. Nice. So we, we brought in uh, coat racks, you know, there and said, put a coat. You know, bring a coat. And it was neat seeing the racks fill up yeah. with coats that would ultimately be taken and given to homeless people and given uh-huh. to people, poor people. And we actually, one year, we took all the coats and drove just a mile or two down the way to a low-income housing place and just pulled up and said, we've got a bunch of coats for anybody. Anybody want coats? You know, and they came out and grabbed coats. and That's awesome. So you can organize that with their, your church blanket drives. Yeah. You know, my wife and I used to give out blankets to the homeless who need them. We're in Atlanta. I don't know where you're listening to this podcast, but it gets cold here. It's cold today. You know, it's cold this morning. Yeah. And can you imagine not having a blanket? Well, my closet's full of blankets. I, I, can, I can give some of those away. Yeah. And if me and my whole church gives away, we could really bring warmth to a lot of people. I think Jesus has some stuff to say about that. I think it brings together the church, but it also brings together families. It's something, yeah. you know, the kids and the adults the Absolutely. can all say, hey, what coat are we going to give away? Absolutely. You don't really wear this one anymore. You yeah. grew out of this one. Yeah. And seeing it fill up, like you said, I love that. Just yeah. that tactile, that visual yeah. presence in the church. It's like, gotta, hey, here's what we're doing. I got to imagine, as you've done it to the least of these, that the jacket's in there somewhere. If, if they're cold, that Jesus would want me to give them a jacket. So and good. so, yeah, you could do. Anyway, collections like that, I think are really good. It's yeah. a great way to minister to the community. Hey, we want nothing from you. We yeah. just want something for you. Yeah, we don't yeah, want you yeah. to be cold. I've heard some other creative ideas sponsoring a, a Christmas fun day at a local foster care or orphanage or anything. Even um, 
uh, daycares, uh-huh. you know, and just saying we want to come minister. I know a lot of times my family would cook uh, cookies and things and go to the local fire department. So we're just, we're so glad you show up. You know, hope, hopefully this is just a little sweet treat for you. Yeah. Uh, do that for the police department and those different places and just uh, being able to to help people know that you're there as a community. And a lot of times we left a card, hey, this is from Discover Life Church, and we just want to say thank you, you know, for being the first responders. Um, meals, obviously. Mm-hmm. Bruce, there's going to be people that don't have food, you know, like on Christmas meal. Yeah. If you start talking to your congregation ahead of time, they can start just putting an extra thing in the basket for the coming weeks. This is why I love a calendar so much. If I know Christmas is coming... Then for the six weeks leading up to, I can have a box and say, hey, fill up this box every week. I'll have six weeks of food to give to a family in need. That's the power of a calendar, yeah. you know, of leading up to that. And then again, telling them about the church. And then there's all sorts of ideas. I know Outreach Magazine is great. I used to always get it. As a pastor, I would open it up with a highlighter and a cup of coffee, and I would highlight ideas. This is a great idea. A movie's on the lawn, Christmas movie. You know, we've, we took all of our equipment— you know, we showed the, the um, words and the screens. We said, what if we just took that outside and we would have uh, movies outside in the parking lot? Yeah. And everybody brings something and we bought fold-up chairs and we had a movie. And you know what they saw driving by? That church is watching a movie, having a great time. Uh, let me stop by. And you can't go wrong with hot cocoa and something and like that. you can't go wrong with hot cocoa. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely You know, right. uh, that reminds me of caroling. Um, I've had a few... Not so successful caroling events yeah. where, you know, just depending on people's vocals, if it's frigid outside sure. and you're trying to, you know, approach the houses or the neighborhood. Um, but then we actually change it up. Instead of trying to go neighbor door to door in a neighborhood, um, you can go to an old folks home, yeah. a nursing home. Yeah. It's built in. It's all yeah. indoors. But it's still the same idea of going door to door. Yeah. They love it. They really love that. We did a Christmas. Speaking of that, we did. Um, we joined with a ministry one time called Mending the Gap. And it was to a retirement community, mm-hmm. a low-income retirement community. And this lady had a great vision to say that there's a gap between what the, most people got from their governmental funds and what they actually need. And mm-hmm. they said, what if we mended the gap between those two? Yeah. And so we would take up collections of items and take them to the place. Uh, and then we had this idea, what if we uh, gave them a Thanksgiving meal? Mm-hmm. And so we fed everybody. We were part, we joined with other churches and we gave out gifts and just to, again, not that we went from them. We just wanted something for them. Yeah. And um, it does really help people to know that your church is there. Uh, it does, a lot of times it's the other people you're serving alongside with to say, wow, this church isn't just a come and see, they're a mm-hmm. let's go. Um, environment, but there's so many creative ideas. I know churches who have gone and said free Christmas wrapping, I'm a terrible rapper. Like, <laughs> I think duct tape is a perfectly good way to wrap New a spoiler. present. Turns out my wife said that that's not, not a good idea. Um, but you can wrap them. And you know what happens? You know this, right? As an evangelist, any opener to a conversation oh, yeah. is a conversation that I can leverage for the gospel, yeah. right? So wrapping the, who's this gift for? Well, you know who the greatest gift is. You know what? I received a gift 20 years ago. It's Jesus Christ, you know? And while you're wrapping, and you can invite them to church, you know, and say, hey, come, we're, we're putting on something. Be my guest. Come sit with me. I love how um, this generation, really, for all the complaints uh, some people have about the millennial generation, they're looking for a cause. Absolutely. They want to be involved. They Absolutely. want to give their gifts and you know, getting them involved, even if they're a newcomer. Yeah. You know, some people are looking for something to do around Christmas. Some of your visitors are going to come just for the outreach. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody's looking to be significant. I tell you, you can set yourself apart um, in your influence in the community if you make it about other people. 
This is a great time to show the love of Christ. You know, he came to give his life. We're, we're much like Christ when we're giving that love away versus just talking about it. Yeah. You know, and so this is a perfect opportunity uh, to do that. So we I talked, love this season. We talked about, you know, some of the um, portions of just the service itself. We talked a little bit about some of the outreaches. What about in-house Christmas parties or Christmas banquets yeah. or some of those? You know, uh, this is a great time. From Thanksgiving... Through Christmas is a great time to remember the people that God has called alongside you. You know, to so we always threw Christmas parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always just uh, and said so we just want to thank you for being a part of this. Again, you're a great gift. You know, you're a great gift. What God is doing through you is a great gift in this local church. Um, thanking them always. You know, I'd make sure as a as a pastor to try to go around to each room before the service started, even while worship was going on, yeah. to touch base in every children's ministry room. Said, hey, thanks. Like yeah. you're creating yeah, this for opportunity sure. for these kids to be in a safe environment. Their unworried parent is now going to be able to hear me preach. And they're not going to be thinking about, wonder about my kid because you've created such an environment. Hey, thank you. Whatever happens in there today, it's you and I together. That kind of Thanksgiving environment and that, that gratefulness um, is a big deal. That's a big takeaway for me. I'm gleaning right now as yeah. you're talking because so often I'm looking at it like, how are we going to have fun? Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But when you get into the mindset, how can I think? How can I show real appreciation Absolutely. for those that deserve it? Absolutely. Uh, and then remember that they're serving a lot. You know, I think yeah. a lot of times, um, you know, you have so many visitors and stuff that your 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 current members tend to give up their seat, uh-huh, tend uh-huh. to be working, you know, tend to be serving. Just make sure that it doesn't go unnoticed. Most people don't need a paycheck. What they need is to go. That mattered. Yeah. You know, let me let me just connect you to what's happening in the whole of the church. Yeah. The usher who's outside in the cold trying to make sure the doors open. Hey, like you matter. <laughs> yeah. And they're not gonna get in worship. They're gonna come in five minutes into your message. But if you can connect this sense of gratefulness and God's using you out there just like God's using us in here. We're we're a team. Yeah. I'm so grateful to be on this team, so grateful you're on it. Great things happen. Well, hey, I, I I love the topic of the incarnation, the idea of this transcendent, yep. uncreated being coming in the form of a man. We want to end our podcast today with just kind of that element of, you know, what is the true meaning of Christmas, and how can the church continue to point back to that? Not not in any kind of tropes or yeah. you know, kind of a, a cheesy way, but how can we really bring emphasis to that? Sure. Well. Just like you said, first off, the, the story is simple and tell it again. Sometimes we sit as pastors, we feel like, I've preached on this before. Uh-huh. Preach it again. The gospel never gets old. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think reflecting the heart of Jesus. People are so nervous about going to church because they think they're going to get beat up, yeah. right? <laughs> Change their mind. For God so loved the world yeah. that he gave his son. That's that night, yeah. right? The character of Christ in Isaiah 9, it talks about who he is, right? Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father. These are wonderful terms. Yeah. Utilize this time to make much of Christ. And they're, they're going to leave there and they're going to you know have their parties and they're going to have their gifts and everything. But you never know the seeds that you say that the Holy Spirit says, I'd like to be your wonderful counselor. You know, I'd like to be yeah. your your mighty God, your everlasting father. So um, I think just making much of Jesus, um, keep it simple, reflect his character, prepare the house, get your heart right, expect a miracle. It's Christmas. Amen. Amen. Hey, it's been awesome. I've learned a lot just in our short talk. I appreciate all of you out there that have been involved with the podcast. It's our aim here at Start Church to provide something that's going to encourage and edify you and to help lift up the vision that God's given you. Help protect that. 
Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.